This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. It's time to party. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK, with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of America WK. My name is Andrew WK, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving out of all the holidays, perhaps offers us the most beautiful perspective, which we hope not to only experience throughout the holiday itself, but use the holiday as a reminder of a mindset of gratitude, which we hope to maintain perpetually. Leading up to Thanksgiving, our minds tend to turn to the year past, and perhaps all the way back to the previous Thanksgiving. And we remember, first and foremost, the most basic and fundamental gifts that perhaps we haven't necessarily been given or even earned, but that we find naturally existing all around us. For some reason, it takes discipline to keep this type of transcendent gratitude in mind. And so to have a holiday that we officially dedicate to this grateful attitude is extraordinarily beautiful and very helpful. Much like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, even Earth Day, we would like to keep these levels of appreciation consistent day in and day out. And so perhaps in keeping with that, we can be thankful for Thanksgiving itself, and for the wake-up call that it gives us every year uh, and clears out all that distraction and noise that otherwise distances us from those perpetual blessings that we are each lucky to enjoy, despite whatever other hardships we may be going through. It is remarkable to note that even the most painful and challenging ordeals always seem to contain some element of goodness. If only in our choice to extract or force goodness out of those ordeals. 
And that is something else to be grateful for. Our resilient ability to seek and recognize goodness and where we cannot find it to actually create it, to manifest it, to engage ourselves in that mysterious yet elementary alchemical discipline of turning lead into gold, turning bad into good, turning pain into pleasure or suffering into some kind of uplifting quality. I'm certainly thankful for you. I'm extraordinarily thankful to have you with me. And actually, every time I do this show, every week, I am reminded of many things I'm thankful for. First and foremost, that you're listening to this. I'm thankful that I'm not the only person that exists in the world. I'm thankful for the incredible procession of individuals spanning the entire history of humanity that have toiled and persevered and allowed me to exist. Each of us stands at the threshold of an incredible line of life. And we can not necessarily ever fully know each one of these people or couples that gave rise to the people that gave rise to us. But just to realize how much has led to this moment on so many levels, not the least of which is the human level, how many obstacles were overcome, how many incredible experiences of good fortune gave rise to our chance at existence. And perhaps one mindset that is extremely motivating and very inspiring, but equally humbling, is to make sure to constantly keep oneself in check and make sure that we're worthy of having our chance to exist. Are we worthy of the life that we have been given? Are we making the most of this incredible opportunity called existence? Are we paying tribute to all the people that came before and all that they did, whether consciously or unconsciously, against incredible odds that now has allowed us this incredible moment in time? And knowing that whatever we do here in our time will undoubtedly influence and affect those that come after us what will we leave them with what have we done with our chance to impact someone else's chance at life in those moments that level of clarity which is to a degree incomprehensible because it is so staggeringly vast but at the same time it's absolutely undeniable and at some point all of us 
as far back as you could possibly go, emerged from some mysterious and glorious creative force that no matter what your personal beliefs or how you choose to interpret it must be the greatest thing of all and must be the thing that we can be most thankful for over all else. Existence itself. And existence is synonymous with God. Reality is synonymous with God. Love, life, truth are all synonymous with this creative force. And let ourselves be able to interact with this infinite concept, even if we can't fully conceive of it. And I think that out of humility, we should allow ourselves to not necessarily understand it, but yet to realize we're experiencing it. We are it, and yet we can never fully grasp the beauty and grandeur of all that it implies. We can only go through it, and it's a shame to think that we would choose to eliminate our awareness of that incredible gift giver that gave gave itself to all things and brought everything into existence, including our ability to even perceive or even con contemplate it. The most beautiful and lovable thing of all is reality. In all its flaws, with all its suffering and hardship, life is synonymous with this transcendent, unknowable type of perfection. And we can certainly be thankful that, however we have evolved as a species, we have been given this ability to be aware, to think of what we love, to become one with those thoughts, and to live in that state of mind. That is gratitude. That is giving thanks. This is America WK. We're going to get into all kinds of stuff today. Glad to be with you. Don't go away. America WK with Andrew WK, the undisputed king of partying. On the Blaze Radio Network! This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. Although today is not Thanksgiving, I hope that the lingering quality 
of the Thanksgiving mindset can stay with us perpetually. Certainly on this day, just a few days after. And if you're listening to this many days after, why not, as I said earlier, strive to make every day a day of giving thanks, a day of gratitude. One thing I've noticed, and I'm sure you'll have noticed as well, and if you haven't, I highly recommend trying this exercise. But as someone who has uh, admittedly suffered from many bad feelings, whether they be sadness, anger, frustration, depression, resentment, jealousy, any bad feeling that's out there, believe me, I have felt it. And I've gone deep into them, sometimes seemingly against my own choosing. But one very simple exercise that I learned pretty early on, I suppose, maybe about 10 years ago, was that it was almost impossible to be in an overall bad mood while truly reflecting on things I was thankful for. It was as though those two types of thoughts could not coexist in my mind, in my spirit, in my soul at the same time. I could not have anger in my heart and think about how thankful I was for my family at the same time. It was only one or the other. And of course, thinking about how thankful I am for my family feels a lot better than the anger. And it wasn't even as though the anger just melted away. It just wasn't as, it was as though it was never there at all. And so counting one's blessings beyond some sort of assignment or a feeling of obligation to list almost with a slight kind of animosity, this array of blessings that each of us have, despite their differences, it's actually an incredibly empowering gift to oneself to reflect on the simple things in life. And we can get very simple with it. It doesn't have to even be things like food and shelter and family and friends. You can be thankful for oxygen. I mean, each of us knows that if we didn't have air, things would get pretty bad pretty quick. In fact, that seems like one of the top things we should be thankful for. Air to breathe. For it is absolutely crucial for our survival. Thankful for water. It doesn't take uh, more than just a couple hours without water to suddenly have it fill your mind as the most urgent and fantastic thing that you could ever have. Be thankful for nature itself, for the world as it is. For this world has provided for us tirelessly, perhaps even beyond or past, nearly past its capacities, and given us all that we know. Now, a rather troubling aspect or challenge in regards to focusing on what we're thankful for is that some feel it doesn't allow us to address problems. 
If we're just thinking about what we're happy about, or thankful for, or glad for, or blessed with, then are we somehow being irresponsible about the problems or issues or challenges we face? Well, this is a very interesting dilemma. And this goes back to the situation we've discussed before that more or less could be summed up as you will see what you are looking for. And there's something quite powerful about this that seems to suggest that if you look for things to be thankful for, you will find them. And in fact, you may manifest them. You may encourage more of those types of experiences, of phenomenon, uh, those areas of life that you focus on will fill your perspective. And so if we're constantly focused on what we don't have, what we aren't happy about, if we constantly focus on the problems, uh, not even the solutions, but how we've been wronged, the shortcomings of the reality, the pain and suffering, well, those aspects of our life will fill our entire perspective. So on a day like Thanksgiving, it seems even more important, perhaps even a matter of spiritual life and death, to claw through the perhaps very legitimate problems and see beyond them or beneath them the blessings that were there all along. Not to discount the validity of those problems or the urgency, the pressing nature that they challenge us with. But to remember and realize that in the midst of all of that, there is still so much beauty and that we can see both at the same time. They don't have to cancel each other out. But if we are trying to improve the world, then let us give thanks for the aspects of the world that we already have improved or the aspects of the world that don't even require any improvement, the perfection that exists on so many levels, regardless of the imperfections found elsewhere. Because if we just focus on the problems, the dangerous thing that sort of defies common sense, it defies reason in a way, it's very mysterious, but it seems like if we're looking for problems, then problems will be there for us to find. This is a scary situation. You would really like to not think that someone, for example, who manufactures weapons of mass destruction would want there to be the need for weapons of mass destruction. They may say to themselves, well, I ultimately don't want these weapons to ever be used. I would hope for a world in which none of these existed, but I'm just fulfilling the need or the request for them. But it gets very hard to separate that need from the desire for them. And if someone's life and purpose is bound up in addressing a problem, it seems like eventually you don't want that problem to go away because your whole livelihood, your whole version of yourself, your pursuits, your day-to-day -day life is bound up in that problem existing. Now that's a slippery slope, but it's something to consider. If we've designed our whole 
way of looking at the world as engaged in some sort of battle, well, then perhaps deep down inside, we don't want that battle to ever be won. Because then who would we be? We would be lost. We would be purposeless. Our whole mode of being would be flung into the abyss. So let us hold on to gratitude and awareness of the things that we are thankful for so we don't get obsessed, truly obsessed with the bad stuff. It's America WK. Stay with me. I'll be right back. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. I want to be a guy in my heart. Want to be a person who's taken out of the house with a crane because they can't move me and I can't get to the bathroom on my own. That's what I want to do. There's no question. Those are hard goals to attain. No, I think I could do it. Was it really? I I, listen. Was it hard to get to 400 pounds? I attempt. Yeah, but 400 is a far cry from being crane. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is America WK with Andrew WK, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. The theme today so far has been Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving as a perpetual state of mind, a perpetual state of gratitude, an awareness, perhaps first and foremost, for beauty and goodness in life, recognizing and giving praise to those qualities around us first, and then addressing the problems from a position of gratitude, not a position of anger, not a position of wanting or of loss or of suffering, a position of strength based on whatever shreds, no matter how small, of goodness. Because those will empower us and make us stronger and put us in the right mindset to approach these oftentimes extremely challenging problems. As I've said before, it's very hard to save the world in a bad mood. And what better way to improve one's mood than to reflect on the things that make us glad? Those are not shallow. They're not meant to be a distraction. I'm extraordinarily thankful for music. Music provides me and so many other people, and I hope you as well, with this undeniable physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual wave of beauty. A beauty that is so pure that I can't really describe it. And it's a sensation that is so all-consuming, so total, so transcendent that nothing else in life really equals that beauty. It's only variations of it. Now, that could just be the way I experience music, but I think this is something that is shared by the majority of humanity. And the fact that it's so reliable 
and so consistent, in fact, that it, that it even grows, I think says something about this very idea of gratitude. Because we love the music that we love because it makes us feel good. We, we, we're, we're loyal to it. Think of the loyalty that you can develop towards a song. It's very rare, in fact, for a song that one loves to lose its beauty. It doesn't seem to wear off. Now, that's not the case with maybe every song. But for most of my experiences, the pieces of music that I immediately felt connected to, that I immediately enjoyed, not only have stayed enjoyable, but have increased in their power. And I think that increase is it, it occurs because you're excited about it. You're worshiping it. And the more you worship it, the bigger it gets. The more energy you give in praise, in listening to, in reflecting on the song, even just thinking about the song, the bigger that song gets. The bigger that piece of music's power over you becomes. So there's pieces of music I've been listening to for, oh wow, I mean, over 30 years. And they're even better now than the first time I heard them. I'm even more awestruck by the incredible, unique quality of music. And it seems the more I bow down to it, the better it gets. So I think that that same attitude can be applied across the board to whatever your passions are. But they don't need to be sort of uh, isolated or particularly unique passions, they can often be found in the most fundamental appreciations. This is, of course, I think why so many of us have very deep feelings about food. There's rarely been times when I've eaten a favorite meal, and Thanksgiving's a great example of this, and had it sort of lose its appeal. There's been very few times that I've eaten mashed potatoes and gravy and not felt like it was the greatest thing I had ever eaten, even greater than the last time I had eaten mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, turkey can get tricky. As we are all aware, turkey is a tricky bird and a tricky dish. It can get very dry. It can be difficult to cook properly. Find that sweet spot between undercooked and overcooked, even when it's cooked perfectly, I don't know that I'd ever say I, I'm excited about turkey. I'm excited about the tradition, but there are those times when I guess it's been perfectly prepared. I'm thankful for it in general. I'm thankful for the abundance of food that most of us have access to. There's something also that happens when we think about what we're grateful for. In a way, it could appear at first, though, that there's something self-centered about this sort of reflection. I pick up on this quite a lot lately with the idea of people on the computer or in public in general listing their blessings for all to see. I think some people have felt uncomfortable about this, understandably so, as though it's gloating, boasting, bragging. But it really doesn't need to be like that. And even if someone is engaging in showing off, so to speak, so what? It's obvious if they're making a fool out of themselves in that regard. But I think everyone should be able to 
be thankful for their blessings in an outspoken way, but that's not really the point. It's more of an inward reflection. It's more of an honest self-appraisal. And in those moments, rather than distancing us from other people who maybe share the same blessings or especially don't share the same blessings, who are uh, lacking in certain areas, it seems that it develops a compassion. When we realize how lucky we are to have, for example, an abundance of food, even if it's a very dry and rather unappetizing turkey, we realize that somewhere on the earth, perhaps not even very far from we, from where we are, there is someone that would give anything, just about anything, for a bite of the driest, most unappetizing turkey. That moment of gratitude bonds us in true compassion with those that don't have as much to be grateful for or don't have the same things that we're thankful for. And in some way, it doesn't set us apart or separate us. It, it bonds us closer together. Anything that brings us closer together is a good thing. It has to be. Anything that helps us realize that we actually already are together. And really what, what it is, these moments that bring us closer together actually aren't changing our dynamics. They're just helping us realize that we already are all bound up together. They're cutting through the illusion of separation. They're cutting through this false sense of distance. And they're binding us in our shared situation. Because whether we like it or not, we are all in this together. And that sometimes is part of the problem. We're realizing it in a wrong, in a wrong way. So gratitude and thankfulness isn't just, in the end, a reflection on one's own situation. It seems to have the ability to give us insight to others as well. Others' situations. And that's a truly beautiful part of the Thanksgiving spirit. It's America WK. Don't go away. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Yesterday, I went to like somebody's and I was like, wait a minute, that's a heart. I don't want to click on the heart. What is that? I feel uncomfortable hearting another man. Here's the deal. I star that status, but I don't heart that status. Was there some uh, backlash from the star people or the heart people? And now, though, it's a heart. I feel much more committed when I click the heart. I just... The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The undisputed king of partying invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. We've been in a Thanksgiving mode for this whole episode, and I'm going to keep it going there. I, as usual, wasn't necessarily planning on this topic 
But uh, for these last few days, I've just been in this state of mind. And I've been sorry to say that I haven't maintained personally this state of constant gratitude. That's been a challenge for me. But making the effort to use the holiday as a crucial reminder of how desperately important it is to keep connected to these truths because these are real truths. We're always searching for this elusive truth. Well, in counting our blessings, we get a real taste of truth. And as I mentioned earlier, I really recommend next time, and I don't hope that there is a next time, but if you find yourself in a state of despair, in a state of frustration, in a state of depression, if you feel down on yourself or on a situation in general, start counting your blessings. And not in the sense of, oh, it could always be worse. I could have you know, these things taken away too or compromised or hurt. But to shift your mind to truth. And it doesn't have to be very particular. It can be very almost abstract gratitude. Be thankful about the sun rising, about the beauty of the night sky. To be thankful for the laughter that a friend has provided or some memory that you enjoy returning to and reflecting on. If you really want to get disciplined about it, you can sit down with a piece of paper and make a list. That was an assignment we used to do in school. I think actually that's prob- that was probably the first time I ever tried that exercise was a, a Thanksgiving Day assignment. Maybe we had to do it on Thanksgiving, sort of homework during the school holiday break. And if first it just seemed like busy work and kind of a nuisance to have any sort of assignment, any kind of homework during the holiday was a bit of a buzzkill. I always liked the feeling that On that last day of school before the holidays, it was like a free, clean break. There was no school being held over, sort of lingering through homework or other assignments. Or even worse, oftentimes we had big tests, finals, exams, things like that, after the holidays. So you're supposed to use the holidays to study. What a buzzkill. Of course, you had the time off, so... The idea was, well, this is a great time to use that time for studying. Just wished always that you could leave school and be done with it. Sort of not take school home with you. But one of those assignments that really was great, thinking back to it, was this assignment to make a list. I think as many things as you could. List as many things that you're thankful for as you could. And when I got into it, it was almost sort of a challenge to see who could think of the most the, the, the biggest number of things. I mean, and you can really go all the way with it, depending how extreme or detailed you want to get. And as this list gets longer and longer of things you're thankful for, the world around you starts to look more and more incredible, more and more beautiful. You're surrounded by gifts. You're surrounded by miracles. You're surrounded by almost a fantasy existence. And yet it's all true. You're doing an inventory 
of the beauty in your life or the beauty in life in general. And if you really want to get radical with it, which might not always be appropriate or might not always work, but is worth giving it a try on Thanksgiving, especially get really extreme with gratitude and even start to be thankful for the problems. How crazy of an idea is that? Be thankful for the problems and how they force us to rise above. How even the suffering, in a way, is a type of joy. How even the negative times somehow add a dynamic quality that allows us to appreciate the good times. You can get really extreme with this gratitude exercise. And it will change the way you feel. It will change the way you feel about life. And you'll notice sometimes, once you're aware that you can start listing these things you're thankful for, even in your own head, to cheer yourself up, I've noticed sometimes intentionally not doing it because I wanted to stay in a bad mood. I knew that if I started thinking of things I was thankful for, I wouldn't be able to be in a bad mood anymore. And so I didn't because I wanted to stay in that bad mood. There was something exciting, emotional, something uh, empowering about that bad mood. And that made me realize that. So then in a way, I was almost thankful for the bad mood. Sort of doubled, crossed itself out. It's a really staggering shift in perspective because so much of our time, so much of our motivation comes from wanting. So much of our happiness is dependent on getting, acquiring, fixing, solving, striving, scheming, clawing forward. That we very rarely have the opportunity or give ourselves the chance to realize what we already have. To realize what was already given to us. To realize what we already earned. And to realize that most of the best things, if not all of the best things about life, have nothing to do with getting. They have to do with already having it. That's truth. It's America WK Thanksgiving. Stay with me. This is America WK, hosted by your friend and mine, Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. And the fact that they have bacon and eggs for breakfast will cause people to riot and throw out the president of the college and spend tens of millions of dollars to build a, a separate, you know, off-campus cafeteria for pigs who like bacon. You have no idea what's about to happen. I don't either, but I have a whiff of it. Jay Severin, weekdays 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. It's time to party. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK, with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. Our theme today, our topic today, is Thanksgiving. And not Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving year. Thanksgiving decade. Thanksgiving life. A life 
mission to stay in a mindset of giving thanks. I wish that for you. I wish that for myself. I wish that for everyone. And I don't want to dwell too long on this particular idea. But imagine if everybody reflected more, if not entirely, on what they were thankful for rather than what was wrong, rather than what they didn't have, rather than the problems. Now, I'm not saying that would even necessarily be a good thing. Just imagine what would happen in that situation. How would things change? What would occur on the global landscape? And I really mean everyone. Everyone had to do it. You think, oh, well, the majority would do it, and then they'd be taken advantage of by the few that refused to do it. Well, in this fantasy situation, what if everyone just did that? Perhaps we would see that, I may be so bold as to say, the entirety of the problems we face, certainly the ones that we have created, that have come from us, come from humanity, would largely vanish. Now, this is a fantasy, so I don't know if it's possible or even if it would necessarily be good. But it does seem to imply that, uh, even if, if just on a personal level, that a great deal of unhappiness comes from the sense that we are flawed, our life isn't good, and that we need to change it or fix it or improve it. Is there a way to move forward in life that somehow embraces the exact opposite? That our life is perfect? That we don't need to change anything? That we just stay in a state of gratitude? I don't know. These are just thoughts to consider as we really dive deep into this Thanksgiving mindset. Just, just possibilities to contemplate. You see, we can imagine all kinds of scenarios. We can imagine all sorts of ways of living or looking at the world and, and, and try some very radical mindsets. Just try them on for size to see what it would feel like. It's sort of like playing devil's advocate. For example, we can oftentimes imagine situations by picturing how the world would be if everybody participated in the same behavior that uh, you or I or a particular group of people is engaged in. We might think, for example, oh, well, I can get away with cutting the corners and being a little less than noble here and there. What if everybody cut corners and was less than noble here and there? Perhaps that's, in fact, what we are seeing on so many levels. And that so many of the problems that we're facing are because of that exact behavior. So maybe if we stepped it up, what if everybody stepped it up? If we improved our integrity, that's bound to help. Well, what if everybody improved their integrity? It's fun. It's beneficial, it's healthy to riff, almost like you are riffing on a musical instrument, on a guitar solo, improvising, you can riff on thoughts, riff on ideas, 
riff on possibilities and entertain those possibilities without having to adhere to them, without having to necessarily say you believe in them, that you uh, model your life or worldview based on this certain type of thought. One of the great things that we get to do is consider all different sorts of thoughts. And if only to return to our original position, at least we tested it out. At least we considered other ways of thinking. And they don't have to be ways that were suggested to us or forced upon us. They can be ways that we come up with in our own mind. And if we really are strong and confident in our opinions or our beliefs, then we should rejoice in questioning them or considering other points of view. As I believe I've mentioned before, one of the most important things about staying open-minded is realizing that any position that we've arrived at so far had to come about by being open-minded in the first place. None of us was born with a certain point of view or a certain opinion or a certain belief. We constructed these through thought. Even if it was very closed-minded thought, we arrived at it intentionally. And who's to say that there aren't even more fantastic levels of thought that we can arrive at through ongoing open-mindedness? The ability to change one's mind isn't some type of horrible loss of integrity or going back on some sort of promise. It's like an unfolding, blossoming flower. It would be uh, as though, as a child, you learn to crawl and then decide never to learn to walk because I came to crawling and I'm not someone who's going to go back on, 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 on how far I've come with this crawling thing. The crawling is there to lead to walking and the walking to running. And you don't stop yourself or close yourself off just because you're so proud of one particular stage of development. It's a constant development, and it should be a joy. We can see this in children as they develop their own personalities. It's an ever-unfolding growth. Never, ever should we intentionally try to stunt our growth. There's probably enough working against our growth just in nature itself, not to mention the powers that be, if there are such things. There's enough out there challenging us to not grow, to not think, to not develop, to not question, to not expand ourselves, to not realize our potential. Certainly, we don't want to limit it ourselves, to hold ourselves back for something as embarrassing as pride in our stubbornness. We see what happens to people who stop that growth process. Not only are they stunted, but they don't seem to be enjoying life very much. These are often what we might call miserable people. And from my own experiences with my own misery, one of the best ways to get out of that feeling, to get out of that mindset, was to open my mind, to, to think one's way through a block, a wall, a wall that you built yourself around your own potential. Thanksgiving and gratitude is a way to break down walls. 
It's a way to break down limitations. It's the most empowering state of mind of all. And it really seems contrary to logic at first because so much of our emotion, especially our, our immediate, excited, uh, initial, almost animal instinct, tells us that what we're upset about is the most motivating force. And there is some truth to that. I mean, it is a motivating force, but what does it motivate us towards? And in what way, what type of fuel is that feeling? The anger, the resentment, the frustration, the rage. It seems like that is, in some ways, undeniably a very physically moving force. But does it move the soul in the way that the soul deserves to be propelled? Does it feed and fuel the spirit with the nurturing, loving, beautiful type of fuel that the spirit deserves? No, I don't think it does. I think the soul and our spirit and our heart and ultimately our mind deserve to be powered by love. And counting one's blessings, reflecting on gratitude and what we're thankful for, essentially is synonymous with love, with being in love with reality, with life. It's America WK. Stay with me. This is America WK with your friend and mine, Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is that the death of humor has tied into all of this as well. Nothing is allowed to be funny anymore. Any joke made that deals with anyone's culture, background, anything at all, even if it is in no way malicious, even if you are clearly laughing with instead of laughing at someone or some aspect of them or their culture or whatever the case may be, not funny anymore. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. I am Andrew WK. And today, this topic of Thanksgiving, it just keeps on giving. It's the theme that keeps on giving itself. I'm thankful for the topic of Thanksgiving because it's really been uh, enjoyable for me to reflect on this concept with you during this, this episode. As I said before, I, I had no plan. Well, I had a, a, a potential topic for today that I've continued to save and put off because each time when it comes time to do the show, I think, oh, I've, I want to talk about this instead. I'll save that topic. It's great to have a topic in line, on deck, for the future. But it's also great to have the flexibility and the freedom to do whatever I feel like doing as it comes, just making it up as I go along, in case you couldn't tell. But boy, I'm very thankful for the freedom I have been given on this show. I hope that's, I guess, evident 
But if you're not aware, one of the things I'm most thankful for about this show is that from day one, I was never told ever what to say, how to say it, who to say it to in any shape or form. I had total freedom to talk about whatever I wanted and to not talk about whatever I wanted, which is just as important. I am extremely thankful for that. I am very, very thankful each and every day for this country, the United States of America. The older one gets, or at least in my situation, but I hope that you relate to this, the more extraordinary this country reveals itself to be. And again, here is a perfect example of how we can reflect on the blessings of this land and its principles and still be aware of problems, still have improvements and challenges all around us that are calling for the best we have to offer, and yet still be very thankful. Be very thankful that we have the ability to even approach these challenges, that we have the liberty to live out our own lives in a way that addresses the situations that we're faced with, collectively and individually. That we get to find our own way to live one's own life. I don't know if any of us, or certainly I can't, really imagine what it would be like to not have that life. Or I guess all I can do is imagine what it would be like to not get to live your own life, your own way. One of the things I'm most thankful for is that we get to figure out what life is on our own terms, even to our detriment at times, to be able to make mistakes, to be able to do things that turn out to actually be wrong. That is a tremendous freedom. That even if we recognize that someone is perhaps going down a wrong path, so to speak, that we allow them to go down that wrong path if they choose to. We may offer assistance. We may offer advice. We may urge them not to out of care and concern. But we know that these lessons are best learned through one's own experiences. This is one of the great things about liberty, to make mistakes too. And have them be your own mistakes that you own. That reveal yourself to yourself. What a privilege. What a blessing to be able to live your own life to that extent. So that even your mess ups are part of this incredible, expansive chance to exist. This chance to have a life is so extraordinary. And this country and the principles on which it was founded recognized this miracle and worshipped it and adored it to such an extent that the entire nature of what this country means to itself and to us is bound up and connected, inextricably connected, to the miracle of having the chance to live. And that no one should stand in the way 
of a person's right to live their life. That the best respect that we could show to the miracle of having a chance to live at all was to let that life be lived completely freely. Freely to the extent that it doesn't infringe on anyone else's ability to live theirs freely. And that is the challenge. Because no one said this would be easy. It's extraordinarily difficult. But it is the greatest and most beautiful, difficult thing that we ever could possibly do. I am thankful for that more and more each and every day. That we get to each find our own way. Individually and together. It is an extraordinary, extraordinary achievement. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't become more aware of the destiny of the human spirit. And so thankful, so honored, really privileged, humbled that I get to, and each of us gets to, participate in the unfolding of this destiny. The United States of America continues to lead the way in this regard. And in whatever ways it may falter, that core liberty and the respect for life itself and the ability to live it on one's own terms is the shared destiny of all of humanity. Those that wish to oppress that to try to squelch or squash or eliminate not only life, but the liberty of that life to unfold according to its own principles are worse than stupid. It's baffling. And the best part is, this truth is so undeniable that it actually cannot be thwarted. It can only be inconvenienced. It can only be injured, but it cannot be killed. Because it is life itself. Life turns out to be free. Life and liberty are synonymous with one another. And any version of life that doesn't have liberty is not truly life. It's a version a distortion, a perversion of this incredible gift called getting to exist. And we can honor the purity of that truth by not only being aware of it at all times, keeping it in the front of our minds and in our hearts and and living with that in mind, but realizing how much has led to our position now in continuing to lead humanity towards its own destiny. We're actually just following the life force. It is leading us. It's America WK. A party for being alive. This is America WK. With Andrew WK. On the Blaze Radio Network. Don't 
Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. We are failing. We do not have a plan in Syria, which is hard to believe, seeing how President Obama has said that Assad is a good guy, then a bad guy, then a good guy, then a bad guy, and we good or bad guy at this point, Skip. Is he a good guy or bad guy today? I think a bad guy as of today. These are my frustrations. The people who don't get it. Obama, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to America WK with Andrew WK. Alrighty, welcome back. It's America WK. I just remembered that for many years, every time I had Thanksgiving break, whether it was a break from school or a couple days off work after I had graduated high school, I never went to college, but every time there'd be Thanksgiving break, And I would go home to my parents' house or just have those days off with family. Sometimes family from out of town would visit. It seemed like I always got sick. Some type of, I don't really know if it was the flu or a very bad cold. And for years, uh, my sisters, they would visit. And it seemed like they always got sick. And I sort of assumed that I got it from them. Or my brother would be sick. I just figured it was floating around in the house and we were all getting it from each other. But then even years later, when I would come home after uh, living away from my parents' house, I still would get sick. And I feel like actually the, the more intense my life got, the more busy or the harder I was working, the sicker I would get during that break. It didn't usually happen at Christmas, I don't know why, or any other break, but just this Thanksgiving break. Now, it's possible that it's something about the shift in seasons, because certainly there seems to be an undeniable bounce from fall into winter. Depends on the weather to a degree, but I guess the winter solstice comes a bit later. But it does feel like winter oftentimes, at least where I grew up in in Michigan, by the time Thanksgiving rolls around. And I've always felt that the body and spirit really react to that mood of one season undeniably transforming into the other. I actually like it quite a bit. And I actually somehow kind of enjoyed being sick during that Thanksgiving break. Now, obviously, sometimes we're worse than others, I guess, depending on how high my fever was. But even then, and I've had other friends agree with this, there was something kind of cozy, maybe just familiar about this illness tradition. I think what it was, and I feel like I've learned this across the boards now with illness in general, my body thought that Well, there's a break now, so let's get sick. Before going to school, there was always a very regimented schedule. There was always assignments. There was a lot of stuff going on, activities, sports, constant occupation. But then the minute that stopped and the adrenaline dropped down, my body said, oh, I guess we don't have to do anything, so let's just get sick. 
Now, I don't know if that's exactly how these things happen, but ever since I sort of stumbled on that idea, or my mom may have suggested it to me, I've tried to keep the adrenaline up. I have tried to keep this sort of pressure on. And sometimes maybe that's possibly not healthy. Maybe there's supposed to be times to relax. I actually don't find relaxation to be very relaxing. I don't want to decompress. And even if I do, I want to do it in an active way that keeps the adrenaline up, that keeps the momentum going, that keeps the drive going, that keeps my whole being engaged in life. And I have found that since I really adhered to that type of energy level, I just haven't gotten sick. I mean, yeah, there's been times I haven't felt well, but you just push through it. I'm not sure if you remember the particular episode. I had a food poisoning episode, but I still did everything I would normally do. It was very challenging. I did an episode of this show where I could barely speak because I was so nauseous. But pushing through that, having something you have to do, it seems like your body says, oh, I guess we can't really be sick right now. We have stuff to do. We, we have obligations. We have responsibilities. And it does make sense because I've, I'm sure you've heard this as well. They've studied retirees and people who tend to stop working at some age in sort of a traditional cutoff point that now I'm this old, so I retire and now I'm done. It doesn't tend to go very well. They either find themselves missing work and picking up some type of new activity oftentimes even with more passion and discipline than even their previous traditional job, or, unfortunately, their demise seems to be increased, sped up. Seems like people die if they don't have something to live for. So our health seems very much to be goal-oriented, or deeply connected to this type of propulsion, that that vitality, that's really what it is. I mean, maybe adrenaline is a chemical involved in that vitality, but you can, you can feel that vitality surging inside you, this, this energy where even if you're very tired and haven't slept in a long time, you, you're pushing forward. I mean, people talk about it not being healthy to burn the candle at both ends, and I have experience with that, and I found it to be actually quite exhilarating. It's not something that I have to maintain or do ever again or do constantly, but it showed me this incredible inner strength that the body will rise to the occasion if it thinks it has no choice. It's a matter of focus. It's a matter of, of love, really. If you love what you are doing and want to do it, more badly than not do it, you will do it against great odds, uh, uh, despite exhaustion, despite even illness. And perhaps having that purpose it doesn't have to be a mindless drive, but a passion for life keeps you living. Having something to live for. Well, that's something to be very grateful for. And if you have a hard time locating that 
area in your own life? Because oftentimes I think many of us are not fortunate enough to have what we would call our job or our work mean that much to us. I mean, I have had many jobs that I had to get very creative with in order to interpret them or see them in a way that I enjoyed. But I think that's all part of this state of mind of gratitude that we've been talking about this Thanksgiving. You, you, if you look for the things that you like and find them and count them and recognize them, really take note of them like you're creating a big index of the good things in your life. Where if someone said, here's a job that I really hate, but I'm going to find even three things about it that I like, even if it's the fact that I hate it. That there's something thrilling about that. And again, it depends how extreme you want to get with this mindset. But why not try it? There was, believe me, there was jobs that took really what I felt like was my soul and just shredded it to bits. It took, I could feel it sucking the life out of me. And yet, I found before I found another job, I found some way to entertain myself through that job. Some special private thought or little game that would make it bearable. That's the trick to life, to make it enjoyable, even if it's not. Or at least it's a noble effort. It's America WK. Stay with me. Don't don't go away. You're listening to America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. It's like, I know, don't worry about it. I got it. All right, think I got about, it. Think about think it. Think about it. Spoons. Jerry oh. <laughs> thinks just the, the forcefulness of his voice makes him right. Yeah. And he does have a big, ballsy voice, so he just he just says it loudly and deeply and assumes that everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, he must know. Wow, yeah. He must know. Did you know. hear how he said that? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, the king of partying himself, your friend and mine, Andrew W.K. Welcome back. This has been America W.K.'s first ever Thanksgiving episode. This is actually episode 31 of this show. 31. Well, as I said last episode, when I turned 30 years old, that seemed quite remarkable in some undeniably adult way. Not necessarily that mature, but definitely felt like I was in the realm of adulthood now, whether I liked it or not. And much like turning 20 was almost an earth-shattering achievement to leave one's teens Turning 30 had a similar feeling, like, well, this is really it. You're an adult now. Perhaps that's what turning 40 will be like in a few years. Although I don't have really as much apprehension about that as I did about turning 20 or even 30. But turning 21 
was even more exciting in a way and more remarkable, more important than even turning 20. And yet turning 31, like this 31st episode, was completely underwhelming, actually in a very nice way. It really almost seemed like not even an age at all. But anyway, this has been the 31st episode of America WK. It's come a long way, uh, primarily in my ever-expanding appreciation for not only having the chance to do this show each week, but to have the chance to do it with you. And the feedback that I have gotten has been extraordinarily heartwarming, extraordinarily helpful. I think it has allowed me to improve the quality of this show. So in no small way should you feel responsible, hopefully in a good way, for whatever this show has become and will continue to be. I'm very, very thankful for so much. But perhaps more than anything, I'm thankful for the chance to hopefully do something that makes life feel better than it might otherwise. To connect with those often overlooked but very powerful parts inside of ourselves that we each can relate to and yet are each very unique and personal to ourselves. To meet you there each week on this show is magical and a true privilege, one that I don't take lightly and one that uh, I learn to enjoy and appreciate more each week, each day. I think about this show each day after an episode leading up to the next one. So even though it only happens once a week, I stay with it all the time. And it has improved the feeling in my life. But even more important than that is the humble hope that it has offered anything at all to you in even the smallest way. That's what makes it worth doing. That's what makes it mean something. And let us hold this Thanksgiving mindset in our hearts as we go forward with the hopes that we can continue to offer some part of ourselves to those around us. Not only those that we interact with on a regular basis, but perhaps some stranger, some distant person that we may not feel any normal connection to, but yet have an incredibly pure and intimate relation in that we're both human beings alive at this time. And what a time it is. In all its intensity, with all the anxiety, let us focus on the good things. Let us stay close to joy. Let us have the strength to not give in to fear. Not only to thwart those who would wish us to be afraid, but to rise above our lowest feelings in the face of having every reason to give in to them. Let us stay strong. And we know 
especially after this episode, that one of the most reliable sources of strength is a fixation and a praising of what good we have in our lives right now. The more we focus on that and bow down to it in gratitude, the more it grows, the more it warms our hearts, the more it gives us the ability to turn back outward and face a very challenging world. But despite its challenges, it remains a very beautiful world. And never let anyone ever cloud that truth. The world is incredible. Getting to exist is incredible. Getting to live, even through hard times, is an incredible privilege. Let us be worthy of it. Let us earn this right. Let us prove ourselves to our own lives. And let's live them for all they're worth. I love you very much. I'm thankful for you. Stay strong. I will talk to you next week. This has been America WK. Thank you. This is America WK, hosted by your friend and mine, Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.